We have to talk about the World Economic Forum Unschwaz, the stockholder. They're meeting in Davos right now to plot the end. Well, they think they're meeting in Davos to plot Look, do we really... <laughs> what the World Economic Forum wants, it's pretty much already gotten here in America, at Harvard and San Diego with the YMCA, <laughs> at children's hospitals, you know, there was a story at the Federalist the other day. I didn't do it, but a um, someone was denied admission to Boston Children's Hospital because they refused to wear a mask, and they died. I, boy, folks, golly. Uh, so the World Economic Forum, oh, the stockholders. Yes. That was that was one of the things in the the headlines that at Davos you have to take a PCR test, and if your PT, PCR test comes back positive, they deactivate the chip in your uh, lanyard, so you're not even able to attend. So, if, uh, so a PCR test doesn't test for anything other than I mean, it'll test for anything. It depends on what you set the threshold to. If you run that thing forty thousand times, there's a there's like a sixty seven percent chance it's going to come back positive for something. It doesn't know. It can't tell you what it tested positive for, but it just you know it, it, it will throw something. Imagine if Klaus Schwab, excuse me, Mr. Schwab, we need to swab you. Excuse me, President Schwab, we need to swab you with <laughs> PCR test. Once, don't you know that I feel hmm, I was a stockholder. Do, do, do we not have the Clash Schwab audio? There, there, there was a clip they posted on Twitter yesterday. You can find it in my Twitter feed. And I, po I reposted it and I said, this guy is an actor. This dude is gaslighting the opposition. The loyal, social, moral, doctrine-believing opposition. This is like out of acting school. I, I'm telling you, this is an accent from the 1950s, 60s, 70s American-made film of a caricature of what they thought a Gestapo officer sounded like. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario a for comprehensive scenario. cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt power supply, transportation, our hospital ah. services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. Major cyber attack. Pay in well, that's what most people's reaction is that, okay, this is just a, it's a public service announcement, what we call in the business a PSA, and the PSA is just telling you what they intend to do. We're going to supervise the internet, and all the communications will call through the approval process to determine whether or not they have met the standards of the World Economic Forum or the stockholders. I'm telling you, this is an act. 
This is complete and totally an act. Yeah, it does. And Maggie's going, it feels like he's getting even more German. He's starting to sound now like the great character actor, Kenneth Marks, who played the constable in Mel Brooks's Young Frankenstein. <laughs> it almost sounds to me like, like Klaus Schwab is taking instructions from... And if you don't remember uh, Kenneth Marks from he, uh, from Young Frankenstein, he had one arm, right? <laughs> and there's a guy that was standing next to him. Every time he wanted to, to to accent what he was saying, he had to tell the guy, "Up!" And the guy would swing his arm up. <laughs> oh, Kenneth Mars! Kenneth Mars! Right? Kenneth Mars. <laughs> hey, here, here, I'll, I'll do my best. <clears throat> Er, right, us an ugly sink. Ah, what I think is about high time to be had one. <laughs> Kill the monster. <laughs> that's, with, that's Klaus Schwab. Here's what's on the agenda. The forum led by World Economic Forum Chairman Klaus Schwab, who's all the stakeholders. Take place today. The uh, the theme is cooperation in a fragmented world. Gee, I wonder how the world got fragmented. Rather by the fragmentation is now leading to a unification of worship and idolatry of Satan. Is that story in the pile, or is this something you were... Uh, what, what? The story about how Satan is becoming... All right, we'll talk about it in a minute. This is from Deborah Hain at the AM Greatness. Multiple Biden officials, lawmakers from both parties set to attend Firm Economic Forum meeting next week. Well, she wrote this last Friday. So, here it is from Cooperation in a Fragmented World. The world today... It's at a critical inflection point. This is what he, what he just said, basically. The sheer number of the ongoing crises calls for bold collective action. The annual meeting will convene the leaders from government, business, and civil society to address the status of world and discuss priorities for the year ahead. It will provide a platform to engage in constructive, forward-looking dialogues and help find the solutions to public-private cooperations. Now listen to this. Among the political and government figures attending the controversial CONFAB are FBI Director Chris Wray. Why in the hell is the director of the Fake Bureau, as Trump called it on last night, the Fake Bureau of Investigation. The Fake Bureau of Investigation attending the World Economic Forum meeting. To do what? What is he control? Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Who it is he needs to be tracking. Who it is that he needs to Keep an eye on 
So that the American people and the people of the world will be safe. You know, for people like us. By the by, Maggie made a great point during the timeout. The guy, the pervert that made his way into the, the girls' locker room at the YMCA in Santee, California, was a white male. Um, I thought all white men were suspect. He was a white male. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is always campaigning. She's insisting, insisting we identify all the world's white males and tag us. You know, put a little tracker chip on us so they can keep track of us. Wait a minute, don't go around that corner there. The enemy is there. Christopher Ray, John Kerry, special presidential envoy for climate. Governor, now, now, this is a good one. Governor Brian Kemp, Georgia. Didn't I tell you that Kemp is already thrown in with the Chicoms? That Kemp is compromised? Governor J.B. Pritzker. You know, the Pritzker family is one of the wealthiest families in all North America. Uh, half the family are old, perverted transitioners. His brother, who looks very much like him, is running around calling himself a woman now. His sister is running around calling herself a man. These people are deluded. But that's okay. That's what it takes to, to be in charge these days. Governor Gretchen Dimwitmer of Michigan. No coincidence there, huh? Anyone surprised? Samantha Power, Administrator, U.S. Agency for International Development. We all know who Samantha Power is. Avril Haynes, Director of National Intelligence. Again, why? Catherine Tai, United States Trade Representative. And Marty Matty Walsh. Secretary of Labor of the United States. All at the World Economic Forum. Here's some of the members of the House of Representatives. Christopher Coons. What a dope. Senator from Delaware. Daryl Issa, Republican of California. Gregory Meeks. Senator James Risch of Idaho. Why the hell is a senator from Idaho... And Davos, for what? Well, you can figure it out. Joe Manchin, no shock. Kristen Cinema. Maria can't do anything well from Washington. Elvira Salazar from Florida. Maria Elvira Sal Sal uh, Salazar, another Republican. Mike Gallagher, another Republican from Wisconsin. Now, unless they're going to gather intel, why? The question is why? Mike Sherrill, a demon grant of New Jersey, and Seth Moulton. You know what I find the, the most interesting thing about this is, in what legislative body does the United States Constitution vest the power of foreign affairs? Trivia question for you. In what legislative body does the United States Constitution vest the power of foreign affairs? 
Your time starts now, Roger. Best of luck. All right, stop it. If you don't know this, then just check your... Look, turn the radio off, go pick a book up and read it. I don't even care what it is. The United States Senate. The Senate proposes in consultation with the president and ratifies treaties. Treaties are our primary method of conducting for, uh, uh, affairs with foreign nations. Now, <clears throat> Congress does have some authority because Article 1, Section 8 does say to regulate, which means to make regular commerce among the several states and uh, the Indian tribes. But the, the treaty-making power is invested in the Senate. I, 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 when Herr Dr. Professor Kevin Gutzman used to come on the, uh, uh, the, the, the program back in the day, uh, and we would talk about the, the Senate and treaty-making, uh, he would tell the story of how George Washington, his first term, uh, decided that he wanted to see this U.S. Senate in action and see them debating this treaty that he had negotiated with some engines. And so he sent the treaty down to the Senate, and they said, yeah, we're going to have a uh, debate on this on Tuesday or whatever. Well, Washington decided that he was just going to walk down the street <laughs> from Federal Hall and wherever the president's uh, residence was, and he was going to watch. He was going to watch the hearing. And uh, apparently, there were there were many senators that were questioning the the judgment of whoever it was that authored the treaty. And of course, the treaty was Washington's idea. He didn't write it, but it was his idea. And uh, the debate went back and forth, and Washington just sat there and watched his, his treaty be picked apart for like five hours, and then in disgust, <laughs> as soon as they adjourned, stood up and yelled uh, yelled something uh, about the stupidity of the, the proceedings, called them all damn fools or something like that, stormed out of the chamber, never to return again. <laughs> he wrote in his journal, it was the most damn foolhardy thing I had ever witnessed in my life. Uh, in any event, the, 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 we need to know this. While we're stuck in this union, we need to know this. The Senate, with the advice and consent of the president, makes the treaties. This, this is Foreign Affairs and Foreign Affairs 101. It's not hard to figure out. Um, the Senate can also unratify treaties. You know, Trump got the Senate to unratify the NAFTA agreement, basically to unratify it, and then to ratify a new version of NAFTA. Just a very recent example of how this actually happens in, in real life. So if any member of Congress had an excuse to attend something like a federal economic forum, then it would be a member of the United States Senate. Why is a member of the House of Representatives tagging along? Because they're in on it. The answer, the answer has to be, at some level, they're in on it. Now, since the list was publicized, two Republicans have indicated that they have opted to not attend the event. That's Congressman Risch 
Um, and then Congressman Gallagher, whose office initially sent a message to Headline USA, saying that he was headed to the belly of the beast to warn other attendees about the existential threat posed by the Chinese Communist Party. And Representative Gallagher thinks it's time for the world to wake up to the existential threat posed by the Chinese Communist Party and to selectively decouple our economies. He's taking his warning into the belly of the beast and putting everyone there on notice. You're either with us or with the genocidal communist regime hell-bent on destroying America. Now, I think that the genocidal communist regime is the one that is in the White House. The American Communist Party. Later on, his spokesman sent a statement out saying that the congressman will not, in fact, attend the meeting. Other Republicans say they plan to share a converse, a conservative vision of governance with attendees at the global summit. Listen to this. A Kemp spokesdunce from Georgia on Wednesday said in a statement, quote, Governor Kemp looks forward to traveling to Davos to share with leaders how the state of Georgia's long record of conserv conservative governance Protecting individual liberty and championing, uh, championing opportunity can serve as a model for economic success across the country and around the world. <laughs> Kemp will reportedly be on a panel addressing the foreign policy implications of the reshaped legislative landscape in the United States alongside Pritzker and multiple members of the House and Senate. Issa said he had always worked to take the message of American exceptionalism everywhere it needs to be heard. I don't even want to bore you with uh, Issa's American exceptionalism. And then Issa is listed as a confirmed attendee. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Salazar's office has not yet put out a statement on her attendance. The Florida Congresswoman will be the only Republican on a panel with Cinema, Coons, Manchin, and Cheryl entitled America Unbowed. Sounds like a Drudge Report headline, doesn't it? America Unbound. <laughs> what can we expect from a reshaped legislative landscape in the United States as it relates to domestic and foreign policy? 